Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. As long as you're listening, I'm going to keep pumping these things out, baby. I think I'm narcoleptic. Fuck around and drown in a bowl of soup. But um, lately I've been getting real sleepy right before I come on this bitch. I'm getting real tired and I have to muster up the courage to come on here. Um, the real reason is because I added an espresso shot to my skeddy, to my schedule, 3 p.m., 3 p.m. Now, uh, for the past week, I've been sucking down an espresso shot, that straight-up demon piss, demon, hot demon piss, right down the hatch. And I feel good. Not going to lie, man. I feel good for, like, four hours after that hot shot. And, uh... Right around 8 o'clock, man, I get, like, hella tired. That's when the the crash comes. I don't know if that's an espresso crash. I'm not. I have no knowledge about it. This is new to me. I have an espresso maker now. It's good. Um, Fuck it. It's okay. It's okay. We'll get through it, right? Uh, Shout out to all them Belgium people. Belgium and Brussels. Brussels in Belgium. How about that? Uh, I have a, a hot map, and I'm able to see who listens to the podcast. And a ton of you from Brussels listen to this show. So, big shout out to you guys. Holy shit, man. That was unexpected. And um, shout out for for mastering the waffle. Shout out for Brussels. Brussels does chocolate. You got good chocolate. Brussels also has Brussels. Br- uh, beer, Brussels and beer. So shout out for, for having a crazy tolerance on drinking alcohol. Yeah. And, um, being able to hold your alcohol. That's kind of cool. Little Brussels tussle after a couple, a couple of drinks. That's exotic. I like hearing that. That's cool. So thank you. Shout out to you guys. And, um, you know, does anyone ever wake up feeling a little bit more artistic than they normally would? And by artistic, just swap out that R for a U. And, like, your thoughts are are hard to gather. That's how I'm feeling today. Just, you know, I just want you to know that. I don't know if it's because I have had previous head injuries and it's getting worse with age. I fell down the stairs as a young man. um, Young man being last week. And also when I was a baby, I fell down the stairs. And another portion of this, which, which could be adding to the brain damage is my high school was 100 yards away from a toxic poo plant. And yes, you would smell that motherfucker all the time on a rainy day. Like welcome to the swamp bitch. That's what our school's like logo and mascot was. It was a gator and it would say, welcome to the swamp. And it just smelled like ass swamp ass dude. Ugh. But I'm pretty sure smelling that, is not good for four four straight years just inhaling doo doo. Uh, there needs to be a, a class action lawsuit, an ass action lawsuit on that. So, uh, me and a friend are looking into it. Uh, not really, but we say we will because it has to be toxic. Okay, moving forward. Enough about my my head injuries and yada 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 and being slow. Um, I normally don't know what I'm going to talk about on this show, but something. Uh, relevant 
I guess, for timing, like today and the last couple weeks this has been happening. So I guess I'll share it. Maybe some of you understand this as well. But when you when you apply for a pretty mortgage or a, a car loan, I don't want to say on accident, but you're not really serious about it. When you fill it out, you just kind of want to see where you stand, you know, see how much money you can play around with. Uh, daydreaming, I guess, window shopping. And, you know, when you do that, something happens. Something happens and no one talks about it. So I'm going to talk about it. There is like an intimate relationship that you get with a salesman. A salesman is appointed to you right after you fill out that son of a bitch. And week one, you're probably getting roughly, what, 3,300 emails from your sales rep give or take 7,000 phone calls that week, first week, trying real hard to get you. And uh, no one talks about this. It happens. No one talks about this. It's a little over-aggressive. And there's another part to this whole ordeal that's even more strange, is if you, for whatever reason, answer that phone call, let's say on week six, week six, you just... Ah, Jesus, he's calling again. Okay, you answer it. Okay. Now, both parties on the line are living a blatant lie. You're living a blatant lie because you are just skipping the fact that the sales rep has called you probably by this time six weeks 30,000 times. And has emailed you maybe 100K, 100,000 times. And that just goes out the window. That is never brought up if you answer that phone call. You're all talking cordial, like it's the first time that you guys have been in contact. No, man, this motherfucker has been trying to call you so many times as if you had a relationship, as if you were married to this person. You cheated on that person with their best friend on a random Saturday afternoon. They found out, and now they're trying to fucking call you and hunt you down to murder you. That's how I feel about that situation. And uh, also what goes out the window is the person that picked up, the person that filled out the pre-mortgage. You're not even bringing up that you saw all of these phone calls. You're watching Netflix, and you see your phone call. And it's Kentucky. You don't know anybody from Kentucky. You know exactly who the fuck it is. It's this rep. It's the sales rep. And you keep rejecting his phone calls. Every single one of them. Every last 100,000 phone calls you reject. And then, if you answer that phone call, you talk all cordial. Like, like this whole thing didn't just fucking happen. The 100,000 emails. The 10 billion fucking phone calls. And... The numerous amount of rejection calls. This all goes out the window. This never happened. Oh, hey. Hey, you doing good? You doing good? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. You caught me at a, a good time. We can talk right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all bullshit, man. Like if anyone else called you 100,000 times, you would fucking put a, a restraining order on them. You would not answer that phone call being all cordial, like, oh, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, yeah, now's a good time, yeah. You'd be like, 
bitch, you called me 100,056 times. What is your malfunction, bro? Obviously, I don't want to fucking talk. You hear the phone ringing twice and then all of a sudden it stops ringing? That's because I'm rejecting you every single time, man. Take a hint. So that, that's been happening in my world. I don't have any plan on answering the phone call. But for the people that do answer, you guys are living a blatant lie. And I just wanted to bring some, bring some light on that situation. Okay, moving forward. Let's go ahead and uh, move on with our day, shall we? Um, back when I was younger, I was having this dream, baby. I was having a dream that I was in a wizardry school. And I was in class. We all had wands. Think back to like Harry Potter, right? It was like that. It was like that. Ron Weasley. Bzz, bzz, bzz. And we were we were learning things from our uh, our magic book and the teacher. And I was I was real motherfucking good with the stick. Bzz, bzz. Take off your clothes. Bzz. Take off your shoes. Bzz. Give me that rat. Cook me something. Bzz. Ratatouille. Bzz. And of course, being a young man, you know this was a while ago. Okay, just keep in mind this was a while ago. Um, got a little curious, a little experimental, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, I was like, you know, I could probably use a couple more inches on my cock. So, you know, what any young man would do, I tried to, uh, wiggle it around and, and while I was doing that, in my dream, all of a sudden, I start feeling some kind of way, baby. Start feeling some kind of way. I'm like, oh my God, it's working. Holy shit, it's working. And, you know, right when I'm about to, like, explode is what it felt like. All of a sudden, I hear, you're a wizard, Jason. And boom, pre-ejac all over my sheets, baby. Mmm, pre-ejac. And that's when I knew that the devil was real. Because the devil had played a trick on me. The devil had grabbed me by the penis and made me pre-ejac in my sleep. I had no control over that. I had no control over that. And that was the first time that I had a wet dream. And I don't know why I shared that. But um, I guess we'll call this segment the uh, the Curious Confessions. Why not? And uh, you know what? If you have a Curious Confession, go ahead and hit up the show. TheCuriosityChamber at gmail.com. Or hit up the hotline. Share your story. Doesn't have to be a uh, a pre ejac busting all over the place and uh, squirting like a sprinkler. Doesn't have to be that. I don't even know why I shared that, but this is a safe place. 847 219 2714. Hit the hotline if you feel comfortable. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Moving along, moving along. This is just a random ass episode, people. I'm sorry. I don't know. I guess that, uh, that demon piss I drank a little earlier is coming back for a second wind here. Um,. Something that I've always wanted to do was go to a black church. Tell me you haven't wanted to go to a black church. Them motherfuckers look so fun. Those look like you catch a... You catch a spirit, baby. And you start moving like you've never moved before, baby. You're You're playing Twister out there. You're playing charades. You're playing hopscotch. You're playing who's in my mouth. I've been to I've been to white churches. And uh it's your standard like read turn your textbook T 
to chapter three. Stand up, couple songs. Kneel down, couple songs. Stand up, come get your biscuit. That's pretty much it at a white church. But at these black churches, man, what you see is like people up out of their chair. They got soul, baby. They're they're moving their hips and, and feeling the beat and catching that Holy Ghost, baby. Oh, shit. And then you see the pastor grabbing people's heads like a basketball and just chucking them things like Steph Curry. Blah. You know, going for the assist all day. And, um, you know, I, I would love to go to that church and, and have have a pastor grab me by the throat and the crotch and just act like I'm best in show. Like I'm a dog at the best in show and and try and get them them demons out of me or or them fallen angels that that fell in me. An angel probably hasn't fallen on me, but more like a, a ladder that probably fell on me. But they can heal you. I've seen them heal people that were in wheelchairs, baby. So I, that might be on a bucket list. I don't know if there's like if I, if I have to register to get in, or if I can just show up. I don't know. I'll have to uh, I'll have to do some recon, do some research, and see what that's all about. I will definitely keep y'all posted if I do that. But that looks hella fun, man. I might become religious if I go to that, catch a catch a ghost, and never be the same. Damn. Let me know if you have uh, any answers to that. Hit up the show. You have the email. I'll just say it again. The curiosity chamber at gmail.com. Uh, let's move forward, shall we? Um, how many of y'all taking drugs? Say I. I. Um, one of the first times I had ever smoked weed was like freshman year of high school. And it was me, Danny. And Brian, on the side of Brian's house, who lived pretty damn close to the school, and we smoked out of one of them dirty devils, uh, a toilet bowl roll. You know, I think we called it a steamroller. So it was a toilet bowl roll, toilet toilet paper roll. I don't know why the fuck I'm saying toilet bowl roll. Jesus, man, toilet paper roll. Okay, so there's no toilet paper on it. You uh. You cover one of the sides with aluminum. Mm, so good for you. So good for you. And then you cut up a top. You cut out the top a little bit in the, in the, like a circle, I guess. In the angle of a circle. I don't know what I'm trying to say. In the, yeah, oh, you cut up the fucking top. Jesus Christ. Why is it so hard to speak today? Acting like I just smoke crack. Okay, so you cut up the top. And there's a little circle. Now you input more tin foil. Okay, so now that's acting as the bowl. So you have your your toilet paper roll. You have it plugged off at one side, and you have a a hole on top of it with more tin foil acting as a bowl. And you put the weed on top of that, and then you spark it. You put it up to your mouth, and you smoke it. Thank God we got through that. Jesus, man, this is why I don't teach. But you would get like blitz creaked out of this shit, man. You hit this shit and you are gone. You are gone. You want to talk about being an astronaut? You want to talk about playing in the shadow realms? You want to play hide and seek? Won't be on Earth. Will not be on Earth. No, not today. Not tomorrow. Not next week. So we did that. And we got 
fucking so high. So high. And when you're high, you make the best decisions of your life. We decided to go to school to go watch a basketball game. So it's like 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, but it's pitch dark out. And like, yeah, man, let's fucking walk to the school, dude. Let's go watch some basketball. Yeah, wonderful idea. Cool, cool. So we walked there. Just high as shit, dude. And paranoia strikes in, of course, right when you get to the school. Because there's fucking like deans. There's teachers. There's hundreds of kids there watching a basketball game because it's an event. There's parents all over the place. And probably reek of weed. You can't smell it when you're high. But when you're not high, you can smell it. That's how it works. So I remember the first thing I did was ran to the bathroom. All paranoid and shit. And I look at myself in the mirror. And my eyes were more red than the devil's dick. Eating chili with hot sauce. In a fire truck. Bleeding. Anything else red? Watching YouTube, because that logo's red. While on record, because that's red too. All the red things. That's how my eyes were. They were so fucked. And I'm like, man, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. I had to do it. I had to. I can't just live in that fucking high school bathroom. So now that me and the gang are split up, I'm like, okay, I guess I have to try and find these idiots. So I venture off out of the bathroom, and there's the basketball game. Like I see the gym down the uh, the corridor. There's like a couple couple rooms there's two basketball courts so there's like the main gym where the uh, varsity was playing and then if you walk a little bit further down the corridor there's another entrance and that's where like the jv team's playing and they're both playing at the same time so it was two home games and my friends were at the the jv game in the stands and they were just getting ready to sing the national anthem so i'm in the doorway just trying to like uh, where's my friend? Where's my friend? Scanning the area, just high as shit. Where's my friend? Uh, and I see him in the in the stands, and the national anthem is is just starting. And now the national anthem is fifteen seconds in, and now it's thirty seconds in, and I see my friend start to walk. Everyone's standing because it's the national anthem, and he starts to walk. He's walking down the stairs during the national anthem and then walks across the basketball court. Everyone is standing with their hats off, looking at the flag. And my friend just fucking walks in the middle of this performance. And I'm just holding my head like, oh, my God, dude, we're going to get fucking expelled. Oh, God, we're getting arrested. They're going to they're definitely going to know. And they, I don't nothing happens. Nothing happens. Um, what actually ended up happening was we all met back together at that doorway. Danny came from out of nowhere and we hitched a ride from a friend that was going to Taco Bell. And that was like the hot spot to go to. So we're still high as shit, but that was the experience at, at my school. But on the way to Taco Bell, um, Danny fell asleep. It was a 15 minute ride. He fell asleep, passed out. This is how high we were. And um, we we finally arrived to Taco Bell, and we just left Danny in the car, you know, like a little puppy. We cracked the windows and just went in. And we ordered our food, and we sat down, and this dude across the way was with his family eating. There was probably like four of them, 
and me and a couple friends were eating our meal. And this is like the first time that the uh, abbreviation WTF was big when it came out, which is what the fuck. Like everyone knows what the fuck, especially back then too. Everyone knows. And um, I was telling a story and I said WTF to my friends. And this dude from across the way who is eating dinner with his family stands up and like kind of marches over. And he said, I heard what you said about my family. I heard what you said about my family. WTF. WTF. I'm like, what? What do you mean, man? I wasn't talking to you. He's like, white trash family. I heard what you said. And that was rude. And then he just was on his way. He thought, I don't know why this sticks in my mind so much, but he thought I was calling his family white trash family. That's pretty good. It's pretty creative. I never even thought about that, but. I definitely wasn't, and sir, if you're listening to the podcast, I apologize. I hope you had a good meal. Um, Taco Bell is dog meat, so yeah, there's that. That's my story. That's my first time that I smoked marijuana, and uh, yeah, wasn't a letdown. It's pretty good. Whew, so what do you say? What time is it? Uh, all right, let's get into some emails, shall we? Some, uh, some listeners. What are we, 20-minute mark? Going a little over, but that's okay. That's okay, baby. So let's see what we got here. Is everyone having a good day? Thank you for being here. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Without you, this show is nothing. And uh, this show is right here because we got some emails. Reggie Williams, you a wild ass dude. Love the pod. Uh, The N word. Oh, okay. N word can blush. I'm not allowed to say it, so I'm saying the N-word. He wrote it actually out. Uh, can blush. You just won't see it. If if they light skin, you can probably see that bitch blush. One. So this is in reference to the last episode, because I, I believe I said that uh, you guys are making me so so happy you can make a black man blush. And then I want someone to hit me up, because I didn't know what the answer was. I didn't know if if black people could blush, but there you go. Uh, they they can, but you won't see it. So you'll just kind of like, you know, like it, when a girl's getting wet, you can't see it, but it's happening. With the uh, the devil juices on the inside, a little marinade. Thank you, thank you, Reggie Williams. Um, moving forward, the next email is from Kelly R. Which, if you say backwards, is R. Kelly, and that's how I was going to read it. I'm glad I didn't. Unless you like being pissed on. And there's that. Let's see here. Uh, I listened to your last episode where you were talking about men's mental health, and you talked about how you made a decision between pills and your family. That was courageous of you to share your story in the podcast. I have a question about my boyfriend. We used to be intimate a lot. And now it's not there. The past few months, he's been hands-off and sluggish, not interested. Okay. Uh, He used to have a pill addiction, and I'm concerned he might be relapsing and hiding it from me. Do you have any advice? And that was Kelly R. Thank you for for sharing that and having, uh, you know, enough confidence in me to kind of guide you through that i guess since you know my personal story um 
Yeah, I would need a lot more information, but from what you've given me, Kelly, um, if if it seems abnormal, you would know best. You you're with this dude probably twenty four hours. If if like you know, you're with him all the time. Maybe not twenty four hours, but you you can see certain things and behaviorals. Like if they're different, you would notice more than I would notice. But it, he used to have a pill addiction. Okay. Uh, coming from that standpoint, I get def- I, I used to get defensive if people would like automatically jump to that conclusion that oh because you're sluggish you're back on pills or you know you're not touching me you're back on pills like that's the immediate run to and I don't think that's fair if he's come a long way to uh, to become sober. Um, I would, I would try your best to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, damn, but the the things you're telling me are pretty, pretty prominent in like when I was taking pills, I didn't want to, I didn't want any sexual activities. I was sluggish. I was I like my, my demeanor did change. Like, and, and people noticed it and I would be like standoffish a lot too. So, but I mean, he could be having a bad day, like a bad month. He could be in a depression, you know, it doesn't automatically have to lead to relapsing. Um, uh, shit. I would, you have to, I would try and have a conversation with him. I'm trying to to do it in a, in a way that would make me feel okay. Cause I've been through this and I hate when people like just jump the gun and be like, are you on pills again? Like that you, you've been sluggish. So you must be on pills again. I would try to, to ask him in a way to where pills are, they're out of the question. Ask him if he's depressed. Are you feeling a little bit depressed? Why are you feeling depressed? Try and navigate that way and not make the pills like the crown jewel, like like that you're trying to investigate to capture him and that he's doing something wrong, to be like, I got you, I fucking knew it, you, you're relapsing, I told you, I knew it, like an investigator. I would try to be empathetic. Um, I would try to, to, to have a conversation with him, just a real conversation, but don't bring up the pills. That's the way I would go for it. But you would know best. You would know best. Um, it's a hard road, man. I don't know how long he's been clean for. Like, I just don't have enough information to, to kind of like put my stamp of approval on what I'm saying. I mean, hopefully something I said helps you in any kind of way. I'm sorry you're going through that. Um, I hope it's just like depression and, you know, maybe some stuff is slow at work or he's just not feeling it. I don't know. Um, keep us posted, please, Kelly. Thanks for, uh, thanks for writing. And I wish you all the best. Uh, next email. Tim R. Keep up the good work. Love your show. Okay, well, that was nice. Thanks, man. Tim R., appreciate you reaching out. Everyone, thank you so much for reaching out. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. This was this was kind of like a bonus episode, I guess. But hope you guys enjoyed it.
And uh, thanks for listening. Love y'all. Peace.